0: We are the Adventuring Guild and this is the Homebrew Review. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Homebrew Review. With us again is uh, Luke, Virgil, Micah, and TJ, where we will be finishing off, hopefully this week, the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon from Pathfinder. We will be finishing level 16, the Emerald Root. Uh, Once again, just a disclaimer, as the leveling and challenges are a little bit different from 5e to Pathfinder, we are ramping some of these enemies up just a little bit to make them a bigger challenge for our 16th level level. 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons characters. If you have listened to the other episodes, you know they are already fairly good at dispatching whatever happens to be thrown in front of them, so hopefully this week will be a challenge. We will go ahead and let everybody reintroduce themselves and give a quick recap of what happened last week and what they hope to accomplish this week.
1: Well, honestly, I think you should definitely do the description since this was really your level,
2: Magnus.
3: So, yeah, um, of course going through the, uh, the, the factory with Magnus being a uh, Arcanatron, he's got significant attunement to mechanical environments, couple that with his newly revealed partner in crime little buddy, really was a, a place where, where Magnus could show some of the stuff that, that can be implemented for, you know, kind of a, a, a role-playing portion for a mechanical race. I really feel like Magnus came into his own as far as combat is concerned. Showing some of the stuff that you can get away with with his ability to perform an extra attack right after a crit which then leads into his extra attack that he got at 5th level so you can just sit there and just wail on enemies just bringing them down, you know, 10, 15, 20 points at a time really softens them up for your uh, other allies to come in and help mop up. Yeah, I don't
4: know, I think what made The most lightning thing for me with this character was in the last week when we were fighting that thing, and it did like 40-some points of damage. That was the first time I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) that actually hurt a little bit, and that's the that's what I'm worried about is the only thing that's, you know, the character's powerful, but the only thing that's gonna hurt him is if you get hit really hard, and it's like, you can't get rid of that much damage. I mean, even with that negative twelve to the damage, still took thirty points in one hit. It's just like, Jesus. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Got a bump to AC and damage, so and hit points bumped up another hit die. So how many hit points do you have now? I have hundred and seventy-six.
1: Jesus, that's not bad,
2: Luke. Can you imagine playing that class with your trident? And... Oh
1: God, <laughs> <laughs> Sadist tree. Hit me, hit me, chop me! Do it. Oh, I do miss that. The HP game is always a fun type of character to have. Oh, yes. Well, this week's major improvement, I finally have Spirit Beast. So, after I drop a totem, I do have a bonus action that I can really do. I'm going to send a a pair of spectral animals to go attack out a foe. So, after I drop a totem, everybody's going to have advantage on hitting that target. So I'll do a bit more support. Honestly, I've really been enjoying the the amount of support that the shaman can do as a enhancement. Like you you do enhance yourself, and that's always kinda of something that happens in World of Warcraft where you you do a lot with your with your own hits. But the totems on everybody else is where you get the most. Just uh just enabling some extra crits, extra damage, adding just a little bit of extra flavor to the combat. So I'm looking forward to basically enabling the party to murder everything in their path and heal my game.
5: Jack the Cheesermancer picked up Legendary Touch. I <laughs> love the fun. Uh, it, it allows him to, on a touch... Uh, transform uh, up to a ten, 10-foot uh, ten cube of non-magical substance uh, or a non-magical object into the, the type of cheese of my choice. It can also be used against a single creature, in which case it works as a variant flesh to stone.
1: Turn that monster into monster? That's,
5: yeah.
0: Once, <laughs>
5: once, <laughs> once, <laughs> once for a long rest. Oh, God, so, Luke. I was just thinking...
3: What if you turn it into nacho cheese, and then it just, like, oozes all over everywhere? Oh no, God. no, don't do that. Because just, just then a minute later be... when they reform, uh. there's just a pool of fleshy... Uh. I think that's broken. Uh, either way, it's
5: it's pretty strong. Um, I definitely enjoyed last week the very powerful for a wizard heal.
4: Once prolonged rest as a bonus action,
5: being able to heal a quarter or more of your hit
4: points is really strong that is really nice. I'm playing a, a wizard in another campaign, and that heal is so important. I mean, you just don't have it with the wizard, and so that's yeah. super it, powerful. It, it
5: lets you risk things that a wizard wouldn't normally want to get involved with just to because you can, without losing much for action economy, regain so much. Just cheese through the situation. You just cheese through it. <laughs>
0: It's going to be that kind of a game, isn't it, guys?
1: It's the last (laughs) one we've
0: got. All All the cheese puns that we've been saving up. we got to use them. Yes. All right. Well, with that, we will go ahead and start. Unsettling green radiance shines from the immense five-branch crystal near the center of this cavern. The crystal's arms penetrate the stone walls of the cave to the north, east, and west. To the south, they form a natural bridge over a small chasm to a pinnacle of rock. At the heart of these branching arms, the emerald spire extends upward through a hole in the vaulted ceiling. A black stone door carved with an eye-shaped rune sits in the wall to the southwest. To the northeast, the carved wall is interrupted by the surface of what appears to be an enormous stone sphere. How big is the sphere? It looks like it's... It, like a good chunk of the cavern i mean it's it's huge uh, you guys this is the um, emerald spire this is the part of the sphere oh so, okay. so so it's not what I was afraid of was within this uh chamber go ahead and everybody give me a uh, perception check 26 uh you guys are able to you're, you're pretty sure that you spot two strange creatures. Um, you're not exactly sure what they are, but they do not seem to have taken notice of you.
1: Any idea what they are?
0: They are bipedal creatures with four claw-like arms. Uh, their mouths and eyes r- form a vertical slit across their head. Go ahead and, uh, give me a arcana check, um, to see if you guys recognize these creatures. I got you. There you go. <laughs> Run. I got nothing. Okay. Anybody roll above a fifteen? I rolled a fifteen. A fifteen. Uh, you know that it's a creature called a gug, but you don't know much about it other than that it is an aberration and it is a terrible thing to face. And it's creepy looking. Very creepy looking, yes. I mean I've got two
1: aberration vein arrows that I've been saving and I've got two shots I can make at the same time. Do you want me to there's two of them
4: though, right?
0: Yes, they do not seem to have spotted you yet. I'd say let's
4: see how powerful they are before we...
0: I... burn the arrows. We're all melee, all right. right? Go ahead and roll the initiative, and then we can start uh,
4: with the surprise roll. Uh, uh, that to be
2: one
4: of them days. <laughs> Nine. 16. That was one of the pluses. Who got the 15? I did. Okay.
5: 21.
0: Four. <laughs> 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 Alright, it will go Jack, Darud, Magnus, the Gug, and uh, Carter. But go ahead and surprise round, anybody that wants to.
4: I'm going How close are they?
0: Uh, right now...
4: I'll give you 10 temple points. So
1: let's let them move up to us, because I can plant my totem and we have to save it 15 feet it.
0: You guys would have been on the other side of the... Um, Emerald Spire, so they would be 50 feet away on the opposite uh, side from where you guys are, so you would have landed on the uh, east side here. They would be by a door to the southwest. And, but relatively close together. Yeah, they're on, flanking the door, so they would be five foot uh, apart, basically. Okay. I could vanish. Are you they vanish native?
1: Oh, hmm? go your operations, so okay. they are... Right. Send the demiplane for a minute. (laughs) While we prep. (laughs) When we're
3: we're all prepped, let me know when we're. Actually, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, cast Blinding Smite. Alright, shooting. Are we all ready? I'm
4: actually going to cast Stone Stones. Ah, I'm
1: going to go ahead and shoot one arrow at each.
3: So, All right. Do so I go ahead, make your They are not
1: aware
0: of me. Uh, yes, you would have advantage. Delph attack from the Torrent.
1: Torrent Rogue. We got our torrent Rogue. <laughs> it took us weeks. That's what had happened. All right, shoot with that arrow. Uh, oh, uh, that'll be a twenty-two to hit. Yes. Yeah. Thank goodness. All right, so he's going to be taking eight points of damage and potentially and, fifty more.
0: Yep. it fifty-eight total. Oh, thank God. Second
1: one. Uh, that would be a uh, 21 to hit.
0: Yep, that will hit.
1: All right, for 13
0: or 63 points of damage. Yep, that one failed as well. Jeez.
1: Woo, we used those arrows. They came in handy.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and say it's one point off, but I'm going to go ahead and say that the second one hit Blade. They have so much hit points.
5: Uh, reverse gravity centered on their okay, what's <laughs> the general s- position. You what's the, the save
0: on that? Uh, they are allowed a dex safe to. And Dex something. is not their high score. Highest was a thirteen. You okay.
1: can throw them up towards the chimney, like. So yeah. Uh, the safety is eighteen.
0: Okay.
5: Yep. So both so, of them fail, and they are uprooted. Um, the, it affects a fifty-foot radius, a hundred feet high. So I'll let you determine the
0: yep. height of the ceiling, but they're going up. Yep, yeah, they hit 50 feet, so they hit the top of the natural cavern.
1: Can you push them a little bit into that funnel? Because I would love to just... I,
0: yeah. I, I just reverse the gravity. Oh, okay. But they fall up 50 feet? Yes, they fall up 50 feet. So they would slam into the ceiling as if they fall were
3: down, down 50, 50 feet. So would they actually take falling damage from the first and then? Yes. this? Okay, yeah. good. They will fall up now, and then if they exit the thing, they'll fall down or if I could stop concentration.
1: Here I was thinking while they were uh, churling the chocolate factory up into the air, I was going to try and bones of the, earth the sides Besides the wall into them, to just oh smash sheesh. them from both sides.
0: Yeah, they both took 19 points of damage and are on the cavern ceiling. Okay. Didn't roll great,
4: but so it goes. Alright,
0: I'll yep. move up. Uh, yeah. Do you want to take some hot shots with arrows while they're
5: up
4: there? You're the one who decides, man.
5: Okay. Um, once we're all up there, then I'll just, I'll firebolt one of them, and then... In Concentration. Concentration.
0: Okay, yep, go ahead and make the attack. 3d10 at this level.
5: 12 points of fire and 5 points of slashing to the bloodied one. Let's get him actually bloodied. Okay, uh, they're both bloodied okay. at this point. Oh, well. Wonderful. And then we'll in Concentration and let them fall
0: back down. They roll that damage. 30 points. One dies; the other one is barely standing. Kill him, or laying down. Yeah, yeah, laying down. He's barely. Just yeah, like... it would be prone, uh, and it would be Darun's turn, 25 feet away. Otherwise, you can
3: wait and let somebody else finish off. I will wait. Okay, Magnus, it is your turn. You know where I come from. I fight things uglier than you before breakfast. I'm just going to uh, chop. Okay, if you hit, it's dead. It was down
0: to single digits. Well, a 29 hit. Barely. (laughs) Yeah, no, that definitely hits. And it is splatted like its ally next to it. That clears this section of the room. There is a doorway right in front of you. Uh, Otherwise, there appears to be a pinnacle of rock, uh, and around it flows molten rock. Uh, deep within a rift around it, kind of a moat of lava, just to your south. Otherwise, there's a double door right next to you where those two aberrations were guarding. Otherwise, you guys can basically climb on the root of the Emerald Spire to get to the other sections of this place. Over these rifts. Start by checking the door. Might as well check the door or next to you. An eye-shaped rune on the stone door glows with a soft green
4: light. This is flooding to Zelda. Did we shoot it? Wait, wait, wait.
0: <laughs> um...
3: <laughs> We're all made. The glove isn't on a hand, or the the eye isn't on a an iron gauntlet. So I
0: would. not uh, The door does not appear to be locked or anything. I'll open the door. I like doors. Okay, uh, you open the door and you feel the faint click of discharged magic, but nothing seems to happen. Uh, there's a short ten-foot hallway with a door on the other side. Uh, also just a completely mundane door. Uh, or not also, but this is a completely mundane door. You do not notice any traps or locks on this one either.
3: I'm gonna throw my bedroll down the hallway. Okay. It softly
1: fluffs, fluffs, fluffs. Seems ominous.
3: Looking to see if if our our magical click was perhaps activating a, a crazy trap
1: that'll shoot a thousand arrows into unsuspecting bedrolls. I should probably
5: mention um, I have taken contingency. Mm -hmm. If I hit bloody, greater
3: invisibility cast on myself. Nice, that will be a good one. That reminds me, um, I'm going to go ahead and just for the sake of because I am starting my my paranoid muck phase, we're going to utilize my Eye of Justice class feature uh, so I can cast True Seeing on myself without spending his the slot.
0: Okay. Yep. It's a plain ass door. Guys, it's just a door. Oh,
1: thank you. We'll just go through. Let's do it.
0: Is our standard door opener door opening? Yep, because I like doors. All right. I need a dexterity saving throw. Oh, great. Oh, no, I take that back. It's an attack roll. Okay, AC 17. Okay. I was not expecting that, so. Yep. You dodge the first dart, the second dart, the third dart will hit. Oh, and he can shoot three times so that was the first guy shot you three times one hit two hit from the second guy one was a crit uh, and the other one hit
1: healer down
0: so a res. yes battle res that was 21 points of damage one of them got sneak attack or no wait uh, all of them got sneak attack on you
1: <laughs> all right 60 60 damage
0: I hit bloodied. And I need constitution saves from you. I need six of them. <laughs> what's what's the failure? Uh, failure is 14. Done. Okay. What happens? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you are poisoned, so you have disadvantage on all attack
1: rolls. You see all that damage I just mitigated? Oh, the hard party didn't just take that.
0: Oh, by the way... You saw, right before, you were stuck with a thousand darts Ace Ventura style. (laughs) You saw three alien vivisectionists, so think Cthulhu-esque, not quite mind players, but pretty darn close, um, all alchemists with strange vials and bottles all over themselves. All right, roll initiative. (laughs) This is like, restoration would be nice here. You're pretty sure, in hindsight, that that door activated an alarm spell in that room. It could've. All right, who uh, wants to go first for initiative? You
4: got 15. 16 for Jack. <laughs> this 20 for Kardrak. Oh, 16, yeah, you're
0: good. All right, Cardrak, you go first. Uh, this hallway is tiny. Um, you can squeeze past him if you want. There are three alchemists right on the other side of the door. One place directly in front, and two to each side. Flanking. Oh, I'm just going to charge straight up to the first guy. Good call. Alright, go ahead and make your attack roll. Although
1: if I may as Torrin Rogue, it is my job to uh, to disarm all traps. So I think that that did fall into my proof.
4: Yes. <laughs> yes, yes well, well done, disarming the trap.
0: Yes. <laughs> Turn Rogue!
4: That's uh, 28 to hit. Yes, that will hit. 36. I'm gonna run 26 points of damage. Yeah, nice. Second attack. That's twenty four to hit. Yes, that will definitely hit. I'll rend again. That's another nineteen points of damage.
0: On then to Jack.
5: Okay. Um. Now, in case it doesn't make the cut, I, I do want it known that the party basically asked me to fireball them.
4: Okay. I'm the only one out there.
5: That's gonna happen. Uh, using five charges from the staff power I acquired in town last um, for a fifth level fireball. And I
0: rolled two oh, sh- nat 1s and a 5 for the saving throws. So they definitely get
4: crispy with this one. Aw, oh, man. What's your save? Uh, save is 18. Yeah.
1: So you took damage. Does that mean your next rend is for free?
4: Yes, because if, yes, if I take damage from, a, from, from something other than, like, rend or something. something.
0: Oh, and what is the radius on uh-huh. that? Uh, it's a
4: twenty-foot radius. Okay, so
0: basically everybody but you would take the damage. So, well, there's a like little
5: put a door all
3: into the room.
0: Yep. the The hallway, though, uh, on the other side of this door, is only five foot or is uh, ten foot wide, and the hallway that you guys are standing in is ten foot wide as well. Okay. So, twenty-foot radius, everybody gets hit.
3: Okay. Well, I mean,
0: um, except for you, um, if once, you were one. Foot. Once again, I'd like to point out the have Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you were Dex told save to deck
5: save of eighteen. <laughs>
1: I did
0: it! <laughs> yeah, good job. It was because you hit the hit the ground after taking that many darts. Uh, you know, damage? low for the fire, so you don't get burned. <laughs> Thirty-one. Okay, uh, the one is definitely bloodied now. Virgil, go ahead and do your thing.
4: The one right in front of me?
0: Yeah, the one right in front of you hit bloodied. Wow.
4: Nope.
0: We are then on to Magnus.
3: Hey, you ugly! We'll put you down. Okay. Whoa. And it, it would probably be the one in the middle. All right. Yeah. The, so, that one is definitely intimidated, partially by that. Bonus action, and then as my primary action, where did where did he end up? I'm still at the door. Are oh, you still at the door? Yeah. I thought you at, just, at the door. I, I charged moved.
4: past him in front okay. of the guy, right on the fireball.
3: So, I say, because I'm just gonna go ahead and Misty step right in front of him. Uh, uh, I'd like to get as close to the one I actually threatened. So I'm just gonna Misty step right in there and just. Hey, bud. All right. We are then on to Darud.
1: <sighs> I need to heal myself before I do anything else. Actually, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna send in my spirit beasts. So I'm um, gonna hmm. summon the beasts and command them to pursue and distract a creature of my choice within 30 feet of me. Which one do we want to put advantage on, like against hitting?
3: I already have advantage against my oath target. In case then I'll Probably
1: put the other. Yep, yeah, I'll put a uh, a beast to sick on one of your targets. All right, middle guy then. That way, after you kill him, like the bloody one, you have something that yeah means good advantage drawn.
0: Sick
1: sick the beast on him. And then as my action, I plus four. Uh, Thirty points of health back to me. So I am forty-six wounds right
0: now.
4: Forty-six wounds. Oh, Okay. I can help that.
0: I'm good. I'm not bloody anymore. The uh, two guys, the two elder things, are going to focus on you, Magnus, seeing as how you are in the middle of both of them. So they would have sneak attack on you. So you will take six, and then uh, virtually you are going to take three. So that would be one, two, three hits.
3: Anything anything less than a 21 will miss
0: me. Yep. The lowest was a 22
3: on that last one. Uh,
0: And then both of these will hit with well over 20. So you will take, and since you're immune to poison, you don't have to worry about that portion. All right, that is 18 points of damage, just straight piercing, and then sneak attack on top
4: of that. For my rend ability, are these things great CR 3 or lower humanoids?
0: Uh, No, they are not. Darn it. Unfortunately, since we're tackling a very...
3: 25 points of sneak attack. All right, and I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Uh, My bond of Retribution says, starting at 3rd level, when a creature not targeted by my Oath of Enmity feature makes an attack roll against me, I can use a reaction to exact retribution. After the attack is resolved, make an opportunity attack against a creature targeted by my Oath of Enmity feature. Awesome. So Go for it.
0: And then I'll do Virgil's damage as soon as you're done with that one. Will a 24 hit? Yes, that will definitely hit. And it's the Oath of Enmity guy?
3: Yep. Okay. So he's going to take... Oh, that's not good. That's only going to be 12... It's only 14 points of damage. Yep, better than nothing.
4: And my AC is 18, either. All right.
0: Two will definitely hit. Okay. 26
4: points of
0: damage from the one, and then I need a con save on that one. And for the second one...
4: Uh, 20.
0: Yep, that's enough to pass. And then 17 points total on the other one, and I need a constitution save
4: on that one as well. 24. Okay, 20. yep, that will pass as well.
0: Okay, we are back onto Cardrack.
4: Alrighty, I am going to smash the dude in front of me in the face.
3: You're welcome, friend.
4: Uh, yeah. That's 29 to hit.
3: Yes, that will definitely hit. You're still okay.
4: He kills your oath
3: guy, right? I just won't regain that expenditure of Oath of enmity, but I have 10 left for the day.
0: He's <laughs> a very angry guy with lots of enemies.
4: Uh, lots. that sixteen points of damage, barely holding on. Okay, second attack. Well, a bit more than barely, but considering where he started, uh, that's gonna hit and do 18 points.
0: So the guy in the middle is dead, so you just have the two to the outsides, which is just Magnus and your spirit beast thing, just it around, facing the other direction.
4: Uh, how far apart are they? Is it like... Uh, it was five-foot gap in between, so they're just ten feet away. Okay, I'm going to move up one space, so I block the line of sight to him from the other guy. Okay. That way they're also within range. For my features, when they get bloody, I can just teleport, or just... A- run up to the next person and attack them.
0: Okay, no, sounds good. Uh, Jack, it is your turn.
4: Alright, well with that guy dying, everyone now fully
5: immersed
1: in combat. Hmm. Drop another bomb. <laughs> I'll try and put it out. I got the healing stream. What? I think I'm actually going to pull out my wand of magic missile. Alright. With magic missiles, you roll the most if you go pew, pew, pew with every missile. Yes. Okay, you have to pew.
0: And it's plus one on all of them, so just however many dice add that number first. Okay. so... Pew, pew, pew! Yeah. <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18,
4: 19,
5: 20,
0: 22 points of damage. Okay, hot diggity.
4: This is guaranteed.
0: Yeah, yeah likely. Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and that's definitely uh, not quite bloodied yet, but it can see bloodied from here. Uh, on to Magnus, and that was the one directly in front of you, Magnus. You're
3: next. <laughs> Quick, to the point. Very concise. So that draws nine uses of my oath. Oh, yeah, that's going to hit. 14 points of damage on the first attack.
2: Okay. okay.
3: Second attack,
4: 11. Bloodied. <gasps> I'm going to just, I smell that blood. I'm just like, yes, you are next. And just charge up to him and attack him with opportunity. 20 to hit. Yes, that will definitely hit. Uh, 15 points of damage.
0: Not too bad. Alright. On then to Darud. There's
1: just the one left. Two, uh, two. The
0: one they're beating the snot out of and one that's distracted by your beast.
1: Hmm. I'm still, still poisoned.
3: You deal with your poison.
1: What would I do is I just...
3: At
0: the end of your turn, you get a repeat saving throw, if that's any consolation. Oh, so you could
5: take that. You still have a potion of... Uh... We should still have a restoration potion. Yeah, I do have a potion.
1: Um, I'll drink the potion.
0: Okay. Uh, One is going to attack you, Luke. Right. Uh, the other one is going to split its attacks. Uh, Two to Magnus and one to... Cardrock. So the the two against Magnus, uh, neither of those will hit with a glorious two and a three. Um, yep, the one against Cardra, that's Nat one. Rolling really well here, and the three that are going to hit uh, are going to try to hit Garud. Not that I'm preempting anything here. A nat 1, a 4, and a 13, but it's (laughs) plus 11 to hit, so I'm assuming 24 will make it. Yeah, that will. All right.
4: what Uh, happened?
0: I know, right? And those are my good metal dice that never roll low. I think I'm just using up all their magic. Yeah. Five points, and I need a uh, DC save. Oh, I'm not immune to that yet. All right, 21. You see, you're building up tolerance. There you go. it was an 18, sorry. Yeah, no, that's still enough. You're building up tolerance to it. All right, Ooh. on to Card Rock.
3: I'll attack the ones. I don't, that's like, I don't know. Like that's huh? you, you do, I've got nine expenditures left.
4: Uh, that'll hit. I'll use my rend ability, which is maxed because I didn't use it since then. No, yes, I did. Uh, so I'll rend. 22 points.
0: Uh, yeah, that will definitely uh, hurt him. He's not quite dead yet, but he can see death from here.
4: Second attack. That'll hit, and I'll rend again. Fourteen points.
0: All right, he is almost gone. Single digits, barely able to stand. Jack.
1: <sighs> Single digits. Sounds like you should magic missile him
4: until the rest of
1: someone.
5: Uh, sadly, my wand is empty. Um, oh right. <laughs>
4: uh, and just because I don't think it'll he'll last long enough, but don't move your staff. He his movements reduced by five. He can take a reaction take or a bonus it. action, but not both, and can't to... Gotcha. Huh.
0: Go ahead.
5: So don't. So just just because I really wanted to cast it when there were three, and I'm not going to lose out on the chance when there's two, um, I'm going to. I don't know how you would, how lightning can become cheesy, but this is chain lightning. <laughs> okay. With a
1: cheese theme. Oh! Okay. I imagine just it arcs out like, you know... Like string,
5: a, cheese. Like string
0: cheese! String cheese! That's it. Uh, okay. Cheese whiz. Uh, okay. uh, you between are the a cheese whiz. Gotcha. Uh, deck save, or what is it? Deck save. The one is just dead. Uh, the other one fails. Because even for saving at half, four health points isn't enough. <laughs> Death by cheese. Uh it'll be twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay. Alright, the one falls to the ground covered in string cheese. Uh the other one is uh a terrible way to go. Yeah, terrible way to go. Is getting pretty darn close to bloody. Magnus. You
3: see that? You see that down there? Down there? That's you in about three minutes. Okay. That's a lot of rounds. <laughs> Look, I like to hedge my bets. Alright. And and I like to give him false hope. That works, that works. Will a 24 hit? Yes, 24 will. Alright. 11 points of damage.
0: (laughs) Alright. Bloodied, officially. Virgil, you would be 15 feet away, though.
4: No, yeah. Well, I can only do it that once per short rest.
0: Gotcha. Okay, Uh, on then to Darud.
4: Alright, I'm going to smash him with another turtle.
0: Alright. Ah, GB8.
1: Uh, 17 to hit.
0: Not quite enough. Alright, horns. Gotta love the shield spell. Yeah. Will the 20 hit?
1: Yes, 20 will.
0: Alright,
1: significantly so less damage, but uh, 8 piercing.
0: Ouch. Alright. On then to it. Uh, it is going to go ahead. No, no, it's going to go ahead and fight to the death. It sees its imminent doom, and so it is going to... Since it has swift uh, poisoning, it is going to apply something even worse to its darts and shoot one at you three.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Actually, you know what? It's pretty pissed off at that chain lightning. So it's going to forgo Magnus Magnus, and uh, hit you other three. So, uh, 22 to hit for Luke. Battle Uh Virgil well above a 20. And an 18 for you, Jack. Oh, Jack has a lowly 15 AC. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, Luke, you take two points of piercing, and I need a con save. Virgil, two points as well, con save, and for Jack, four points in a con save. I fail. What is poison? Uh, 25 con save. 19. That's me. enough. I don't know if 19 is enough. Oh, oh that makes oh. me sad. <sighs>
1: Out of principle, we probably shouldn't take the poison with us, though. I don't know. I don't trust us. At at least of all, you never let the cook have poisons.
0: Okay, 19 is enough. Uh, DC 19 exactly. So who failed? Yo. No. Alright. Oh, no, you take half as much on a successful. Never mind. So let me go ahead and roll these real quick. So we all... <laughs> yep. I'll let you know what full is and then you guys can have it from there. 45 points of poison damage. Alright, knowing it was the end, he pulled out the last stop.
2: Mm.
0: On then to Cardrock.
4: Alrighty. I will run up and just lay my greatsword into him.
0: Alright.
4: 25 to hit.
3: Yep.
4: I'm going to use my Ren. uh, Max out no cost for the damage. 10, 16, 20, 30 points. Ouch, it is barely standing. Second attack. Nat 20. It is dead. How do you end it? Just one slash across the front, and then just immediately over the head, and just try and decapitate it.
0: Okay, yeah, you easily decapitate it, and with the suction cups on its tentacled face, it sticks to the wall. Now that you guys have defeated that, more jump out. Um, A large stone counter runs along the edges of this L-shaped room. Its surface cluttered with strange tools, alchemical devices, urns of bubbling liquid, and shuttered clots of flesh. Three pedestals to the south support small mounds of glowing green crystals. These three masterwork alchemy labs uh, sit upon shelves here. Um, there uh, is over five thousand gold pieces and raw materials, uh, and uh, useful in crafting magical items. So, if you guys spend a long rest here, you can create. Anybody that's proficient in alchemy tools can attempt to create any potion of very rare quality or lesser. Nope.
1: Well, I mean, I figured we'd have something like this pop up. None of us are really alchemy flavored.
0: So, shall we take a rest?
4: to you, guys.
0: It's been a short rest. Okay. You guys spend whatever hit die you need
1: to. And dropping a healing stream, or, er, sorry, healing tide totem. Alright. Everybody heal nine as well.
0: Not much, but... Alright, i 41 points down. Okay. What would you guys like to do from here? Uh, back into that main central room, there is that moat of lava that one of the roots of the Emerald Spire grows over to a small, um, kind of raised uh, dais type thing or a raised platform above the rock. Uh, other than that, the roots grow to several other areas of the, the vault level. You basically just have to climb on one of the roots and start going crazy somewhere. What's there are five... Fire? Huh? Check the mode of fire. All right, you guys climb up and go over and you see, resting atop, a roper who seems to be cordial enough. As soon as it sees you, it says, I saw what you did to the gugs.
3: What are you doing here? Hmm. My zone of truth activates around it's, it's, it's active around me, so I'm going to honestly say, I'm just trying to get home. Oh, no, that's right. Nobody
0: can lie around you. Yeah. I'm well, technically there's a save for it, but for anybody that wants to.
2: It's boring. Why do you explore dungeons? To learn. Ah, I see. What do you suppose happens to the mind of a person who's petrified? I've always wondered. Mm. Do you know someone down here who's petrified? I've just always wondered. It gets very boring here. Why is that? I have nothing to do. Mm. Are there any other rocks down here? Uh, Any other rocks? Like,
1: he's just a roper that's just sitting in the middle of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he he doesn't seem like it would be very easy for him to cross the root to get across. So uh, the roper could, but it would take a pretty good expenditure of effort, and it does not um, seem terribly motivated. And have you guys actually stepped onto the platform? or Are you still standing on the root going across? If
4: we saw. If I saw a roper, I wouldn't go much further. Okay. Anyway, wait. And-
0: yeah, you guys would be able to see him about... Well, before you even crossed the moat, basically when you got to the top
2: of the rut. Uh, so you're still about 15, 20 feet away. Do you suppose those above even know of us below?
1: They know some things down here. They send people to adventure.
2: But no, they
1: don't know of you specifically.
2: Uh, what do you suppose they would do if they found out about us? If you're a threat probably
1: neutralize you. Mm.
2: To be honest, you would probably be targeted. To I figured as much. Threat or no Do the constructs above have souls, do you think? Honestly? No.
1: I would think they have a spirit. You can find spirits in almost any...
3: Not, I don't think they have a soul as much as... There might be a spiritual essence within them, but an actual soul... I've seen too many machines. Mm.
2: This emerald spire continues to grow. How far do you suppose it will end up going? I've left unchecked, as far as it wants. Do you know anything down here, other than your little domain? Uh, there are many creatures in this area. Do you suppose if I were to shout, they would all come running? Hmm. I don't know. We made a lot of noise earlier. I suppose that is true. Do you think you could take them all that are down here? Yes. You oh, start machine. If I were to toss you into the lava, would it hurt when you died? Do you even feel pain? Mm.
4: You have a lot of questions, sir. So.
2: It's very boring down here. But you know, these crystals they keep tossing to me do not quite satiate my hunger. What the of crystals do they give you? You saw them when you entered the lab on the other side, I believe. I haven't had something warm, something soft in a while. <laughs>
1: Well, it's a good thing you're intelligent, because you know that if you fought us, you'd end up like the goats. Do I? I'll take the totem off my back. <clears throat>
2: I'll toss up my bedroll.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Softed Soft
2: <laughs> I see the humor in this, but it does not please me.
0: Can't fault a guy for trying. What would you guys like to do? He's seeming to get a bit more aggressive um, the longer you guys talk. His boredom is quickly turning into, not so much anger or frustration, but he, he's definitely starting to think of you guys more as a snack than he is an amusement. Now, your conversation has been good,
2: but not enough to keep his attention.
1: There's a bit of me that just—I feel bad for his loneliness. You just need somebody to talk to. Penny. And eat. And eat. That's true. Well, I, I was going to say if uh, those things are killed, if you want food, we could always give you the corpses
2: ah yes that would be lovely otherwise I'd have to make some of my own I'll be right back
1: all right. I'll go grab some of the uh, creepier things And were there any plant
0: materials in the oh yeah alchemical stuff of all varieties so there's probably all sorts of crap in there pick up one of the little potted plants and then
1: just because I kind of feel bad for the guy alone. cast awaken on one of the little plants okay we've got a little talking buddy and it's ah. not made of flesh, so... This,
2: this will amuse me for some time.
0: Alright, and are you guys gonna go on your way then while he's chomping, or are you guys gonna stick around to watch this
1: horrific show? We don't. No, I don't First, need to do that. Okay.
0: You guys retreat back then, um, and there are two routes of the spire that go to the north, and one that continues on to the east. You guys are currently on the south route. I guess... North would be the
1: most left. North would be the most left.
0: North okay. Left is right. <laughs> All right. The most left one. Um, you guys go across, and a freezing uh, a lake of chill water reaches to the walls of this cave. Glowing green branches of crystal extrude from the south wall, and a gravelly beach rises near the uh, westernmost crystal. To the north, the crystals grow to reach a pair of stone terraces that lead up from the water to a door on which an eye-shaped rune uh, shimmers. (laughs) And actually, with your passive perception being 20, Magnus, um, you would notice that about 20 feet above the surface of the water, kind of off uh, to your left and north, there seems to be an odd um, kind of indent in the cavern wall.
3: There's a thing. We'll go investigate said indentation.
0: Okay, uh, the water that you are currently standing over is supernaturally cold. Like, you guys, even just getting too close to it, uh, feel like even touching it could partially freeze you. I mean, like, dangerously cold. Well, well, well below freezing point, though it is not frozen.
1: Knowledge nature?
0: Uh, go ahead and, uh, yeah, go ahead and nature check with you. Two, uh, Five. Hi. This is very odd. You're not quite sure why, but you're guessing it probably has something to do with the crazy magics of the spire. Mm. Let's not swim in it.
3: Will the foldable boat freeze on contact? It's made of solid already, so... You know what? I'm going to unfold the foldable boat.
0: Okay. You put it in the water. Uh, go ahead and give me a sleight of hand check to not splash any water. Oh,
1: crap. Disadvantage because I am a toddler. Did I really... Okay, hey, it's an 18.
0: All right, that is more than enough. A little bit of water does splash up onto the rock, and it immediately turns to steam. Not steam like hot, but like when you go outside, like your breath, the second it comes in contact with anything other than that, it immediately turns into a vapor. All right, I'll get in the boat. Okay, you get in the boat. I'm not going to worry about weight restrictions for this. Say that's that's a lot of weight in a boat with just the torrent. Yeah, and you guys are only actually okay. crossing oh. about twenty feet.
3: I'll just miss though. Like, eh.
0: The uh, indent in the wall is still flush with the wall, it's just slightly oh. inset. Never mind then. <laughs> and I don't want to I don't w I
4: d
3: I don't want to use too many more of that without a long rest to regain those
4: Yeah. I have water walk. <laughs> I'm just worried about touching the water. That's. Yeah.
1: I don't know if your shoes are thick enough for that. I left my bedroll with the roper. <laughs> <laughs> now, how are you supposed to sleep?
0: Wouldn't be the first time I've slept on the cold, hard ground.
2: Hmm.
0: I would say I, I, I'm pretty sure you've got a cloak for that. But my cloak is very. I huge. will. Pull,
1: I will pull out my most ore-shaped totem. Okay.
3: <laughs> you can. Just All right. Start are you sure the, the spirits along. approve of using a totem that way?
0: If it's one of my water spirits. You pull out the, the seal-shaped one, and uh, it has the odd property that every time it comes into contact with the water, it goes... Ar, ar. Stroke. Yep. Stroke. <laughs> exactly. Stroke. <laughs> so you go across the 20 or so feet, and uh, 20 feet above you is above the surface of the water, so probably with your height about 12 feet or so. Above you... Is an indent yeah. that you can clearly see now. I guess I'll hold
1: you up in the air, maybe. Do
2: yeah.
0: not rock the boat. All right. What? A great party light. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as you are kind of lifted up, you are able to see that pressing it just correctly would open up this a secret tunnel. So uh, you activated, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. A tall mound of green glow. Oh, you guys all make it into this tunnel. Uh, It takes a little bit of hefting to get you and the boat back up, but you are able to all of you get in there. So you continue down this and you come across in the first bend of a tunnel another indent in the wall that you're pretty sure would be Secret Passage on the other side. And if you continue down this tunnel for a ways longer, you see um, it dead ends in what you are assuming is yet another Secret Passageway.
1: Do you want to take the first Secret Passageway exit or the second one? My first one. I believe the first one is technically the most left.
0: Yeah. Yes, it would be technically the most left. First door. All. all right. A tall mound of green, uh, glowing green crystal dominates the center of this chamber. To the south, two statues of six-armed slender insectile creatures stand watch. So you guys would have come out from the leftmost statue from behind it. You see in the middle of this room, uh, let's see, uh, positioning because you guys are coming from the other direction. <laughs> Yay, throwing the DM off. That's what they do. Yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't take a boatload of liquid nitrogen with us, so I mean, it's not as bad as it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thought crossing my mind. <laughs> and boss, here, we got you something. Yeah. <laughs> a little boat.
3: <laughs> a little boat. I'm a sorry, literal TJ. boatload. A literal boatload of liquid nitrogen. <laughs>
0: Ah, there we go. Okay, um, go ahead and everybody uh, roll me a stealth check real quick.
1: Torrin got me eight.
0: Twenty-five. Oh, okay. I am sneaky robot man. Sixteen. Sixteen? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Three passed, one did not. That's still a majority. So you guys will get a sneak round. Go ahead and roll me initiative, and then we can start uh, with the surprise round. All right. All right. Twelve, Luke.
4: Fifteen. Sixteen.
0: 19. Okay, whenever you guys are ready, I am ready to kill you. I mean, to uh, give you guys a fair fighting chance against a creature that may or may not kill you, but probably
1: not. Alright, I will to start us all off. Um, uh, dropping the Wind Fury Totem. Uh, so, everybody basically in the room, two to AC, you get an extra attack uh, with a weapon when you're making the attack action and, since it's enhanced now, uh, you have advantage on dex saving throws, and your speed is doubled.
0: So, that is your surprise deal. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to make a surprise prep? As I'll say right now, it is just behind, it's in its total cover zone, it can't see you, you can't see it, but you know it's going clockwise, and will soon appear in front of you. uh, 15 feet in front of you. Uh, 20 with the statue in the
3: way. Everybody else ready?
1: Any buff spells you want to
4: play? Not so buff at the moment. I just wasn't sure. I, th- I think contagion might be a good try, but I just don't know if it's a of disease. But oh. we'll see what happens. I'll try it. See. For
3: the horde, charge! Ready?
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Let's do this.
3: Leroy!
0: Yes, exactly. you ran in there, didn't
3: you? Stick to the plan! Alright, um, I'm gonna (laughs) step out. I know something that doesn't belong here when I see it. And you're it. Alright. So that's my Oath of Enmity as a bonus action. Okay. As my standard action, Vanish. Alright, and what is the save? 16 Charisma. Roll to 16, plus 9. Plus
0: 8. So it succeeded on that one. All right, that is okay. Uh, we, You guys still have two things that you can do. So you just stepped out, like right, just out of the way so that people can yep. get out of the way. You oh. stepped out to the left, uh, cast Banishment. There's still an open area in front of you. He's 15 feet away, 20 feet with
4: the statue. I'm going to run up to it and cast are you gonna do something first? Yeah. Okay. If, if you don't mind. You shoot
0: Virgil in the back of the gun. It's gonna mess
4: yeah. with your running up to it, man, yeah. a little bit. You're gonna grease it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Grease it? No. No. Um, <laughs> thought about it.
1: Uh, <laughs> damn it! Not again!
0: i right. just slides clear underneath yeah. the, of the wall <laughs> on the other side. Great.
1: No, no, no. So you gotta grease it, it itself, and then you light it on fire. There you go. No, uh, I'm going to cast Everard's Black Tentacles. Ooh,
5: nice
0: one. What is the save on that? Um, dex it's a dex. Call. Okay. And that is a 16 again, plus 6. Okay. Uh, the plus 6 will get around it. Okay. Uh, any effect on save? No, it's uh, when a creature
5: enters the affected area for the first time or starts its turn there, it must succeed on a dex saving throw or take... Damage and be restrained.
0: Okay, and putting it so that it's just—it's at the edge of it, or where are you place um, it. Um, basically, I'd like to
5: fill the back of the room with tentacles.
0: Okay, let me just go ahead and draw on here. That way, we can have a little frame of reference. Yeah, i, I want to fill that whole back back
5: corner there.
0: Okay, and what's it's, the range? It's a
5: twenty-foot square.
0: Okay. Go ahead, uh, Virgil. Are you going to charge in then? First off. Uh, is this a CR3 or lower? <laughs> God damn it, you win. No. You win. Okay, um. And it is not a humanoid either.
4: Darn it. It is
0: considered an outsider or extra planar.
4: I don't want to run all the way into that and then get restrained because then I can't do anything. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hit it like a pinata. I, uh, I will.
4: I don't have anything, so I'm just.
0: Pass the spell. Know, magic. Oh yeah. my gosh! The first spell of the game for dual cast.
1: cast more spells than that. Like blood rope.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that's true.
5: All your Bills. previous magic has made me bloody. Build
4: your yes. blood <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I could
0: uh, angle it just right so it's that like halfway it, up. Well, it
4: makes us a barrier. A little gnome of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually gonna cast. Blindness and deafness. Good call.
0: Okay, uh, what is the same? Constitution. Alright, good call. Sixteen again uh, eight. So that one passes.
4: <laughs> okay, so it didn't work. <laughs> you throw so many sixteen.
0: Very close. I know, and that's I'd even used a different die that time. I All even right. got somebody here keeping me honest. I can't even fudge that. Alright, we are then done with the surprise round, so we're starting initiative with Jack. Okay,
5: I'm going to try Polymorph.
0: (laughs) Okay. I would
5: like to turn it into a chicken. (laughs) A chicken, alright, what is the DC on that? It's a
0: DC, it's a uh, will save, DC 18, wisdom save. Wisdom, only rolled an 11, but my wisdom is 5, so 16. Okay. You transform the... This, Person into a chicken.
1: This is gonna be a great tie-in to when you play the cluck romancer
0: yep. in the next podcast. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the official right. place of <laughs> I, I cannot believe that this is happening on this podcast. You are previewing your next character for this one on the final box. <laughs> Alright, so polymorphed into a chicken. Uh, oh, oh, is this a legend of Zelda chicken? If so, somebody's oh, gonna God! get their ass kicked. Just saying, you may just you just increase the CR of this boss in that case.
1: <laughs> Quick into the blood hunt. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if okay. we go into a different room we're safe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, it repeats the save on the end of its turn, correct?
5: No, actually. Oh, it—that's like the improved versions of Polymorph. This is—you, it is its a chicken. Oh, god. Right. No, all intents and in now's purposes. The, now's the time to banish it.
3: It is a chicken. Well, um, no, if it's a chicken, then it's native to this plane. No,
1: I can still plane shift a chicken.
3: Well, then plane shift. If I don't kill it, plane shift the chicken.
0: Quick. <laughs> um, oh, if you guys seriously end this this way, we're no. gonna get all the hate from the internet. <laughs> I don't think so. Most ridiculous combat on the planet.
5: It lasts for my concentration up to an hour. Oh my god. It it does not get an additional save. However, if it hits zero hit points, it returns to its normal
1: form. Tentacles require concentration. Those are gone, right? Yes. Okay. Okay,
2: Okay, good.
0: I was going to say, because it's starting its turn in that square now. So, okay, yes, the tentacles have disappeared. It is a chicken. (laughs) Magnus, it is your turn.
3: We did it! Alright. Don't hit the chicken! Don't hit the chicken! Don't hit the chicken! Can I I poke the chicken? Bring the chicken here! I'll go pick up the chicken. Okay. I'll bring it over to my comrades. Are we really this? I'll set it in front
1: of... Alright, I will ask the spirits for help. I'm going to banish this to the farthest (laughs) extent of the inner plane to the pure element.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) rolling a nat 20 on my chicken save.
1: No! (laughs) I want to put it into the meat grinder that is the pure element dissolving and bleeding together in an unending just clashing. I want to throw it into the elemental chaos, Bob. I want to fry this.
0: Okay, read me the specifics on that one, and okay. we will do it. Okay. If, if you can do it, I will do it with whatever negative chicken stat it has. Okay. <laughs>
3: pull up the stats for chicken. Okay.
0: I'll pull up the stats for chickens. Okay. Please do. Please do, because I do not have my chicken stats handy. All right. This was not something that I was planning on. I
1: can use this spell to banish an unwilling creature to another plane. I choose a creature within reach, and I make a melee spell attack against it. On a hit, creature must make a charisma saving throw. If that creature fails, it is transported to a random location on the plane of existence I specify. If they are tra- transported that way, they must find their own way back to the current plane of oh existence. My God. So I want to see that chicken make- well, act- once it gets thrown in there. Make it the equivalent
5: of a raven? Yeah. I mean, there's no- they're not a chicken in the book that I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me. Like raven a or- is a good what enough What is for the me? charisma scene? the monster manual. Uh, charisma of six on a raven. 16
0: oh, minus 2 Damn it. Yes, 14 yes. It that is thrown is in, gone. It is thrown into the elemental plane of chaos where it is slowly ripped apart you sick game breaking <laughs> bastards It is gone Teamwork thank you future
1: clock <laughs> This is where
3: we'll oh, <coughs> oh, return God. one day.
4: Yes, really. oh, it's exactly. Gonna, it's going to be pissed because
1: it's, it's going to survive. Chickens. As soon as it gets there, it's going to get crushed by earth and water hitting each other or something like that. And then and then it pulls back into being this big, scary monster. Bob, it's going to try and find us. Bob, for does what? it have the ability to plane ship?
0: It does not, according to the book. <laughs> it has greater teleport, but greater teleport is only within its oh, same. Oh, my God. Yep. Because that would have been one great round, Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm back. No! <laughs> no, even even in the flavor text, the only thing is it will not die there because its environment is any land, extra planar. Yeah, so it's... But fine. it is just frickin' It, it, it
5: will explode off. as a chicken and show up be like, where am I? Exactly.
0: It's pissed off pissed off. This was the worst else. weekend at Bernie's ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Now that that is done, there is a left double door. I'm assuming you guys will be going through it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. A small shrine sits in the northwest corner of this room. A set of tiered steps lead down to the room itself. A table stands in the middle of the room, and two green pedestals rise in alcoves to the west and east. To the south looms a towering statue of a skeletal dragon made of stone and crystal. Go ahead and everybody give me a religion check.
4: You probably morphed this into a chicken.
3: That's
4: a Mm. a ten. Religion?
0: Yes. Nineteen. Seventeen. Nineteen is close enough. You recognize that statue to be depicting the fossilized king Irazol, the elemental lord of Earth. The Vault Builders long ago looked to that creature as the as their patron more than a god. And the awakening of one of their favored children has attracted the attention of the demigod after a fashion. So, basically, this is the end goal. You guys were sent here to destroy this statue so that its body could no longer be reformed. So, I'm assuming you guys are going to do what you do best. I'm
3: going to turn it to cheese. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, my God. And you f- have a
3: feast to no, go with just it. One, just one 10 ten-foot cube at a time. One, just poof.
1: Ten feet of it is now cheese. Okay, now you have to concentrate <laughs> on it, and we have to eat it.
5: Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh. All right. You guys are able to, through lots and lots of cheese-eating and cheese-creating and fondueing and grilled cheese sandwiches and every other cheese dish you can imagine. You are slowly able to dismantle this and the Emerald Spire loses its potential for destruction. It is largely neutralized. This is no longer a threat to anything. You guys are able to then leave the Spire behind.
1: Jack Stilton, you are the strangest and most powerful wizard I've ever met.
0: Okay, everybody, let's go ahead and do our final reviews. Once again, we would just like to remind everybody that the Atavis class that was used during this episode was actually the third draft. Currently, as of March 19th, they are on their fifth draft, so this is not an accurate review of the class, unfortunately. We recorded this a couple months ago before this draft was out and did not see the fourth draft that corrected 99% of the issues that were brought up during this review. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. The Atavis class that is currently out there is absolutely astounding, and I personally am hoping to use it very, very soon. If we can ever get another game going and I'm not behind the screen. The reason
1: I wanted to review a World of Warcraft-based character is a lot like everybody else, I have a... On and off relationship with the World of Warcraft, uh, I always come back to, first of all, my main character, Darud, the shaman. I've always wanted to have something kind of like that in an RPG where I'm not nearly as bound to the game. I can do whatever I really want. And from what it looked like, Dawnforged made a fantastic, very balanced class Very much reliant on the party, though. Uh, A lot of the the benefits of the shaman is to buff the party. Follow that up with a little
4: bit of Tarn and Flavor, and I'm going to be bringing the World of Warcraft to the table. I'm Virgil. Uh, My character is Kardrak. I reviewed The Atavist by Swordmeow. Uh, When I started this, I wanted a character that was going to be able to wade into battle and come out the other side one-man army style. Not having to do the most damage, but being able to take a hit. And I really thought the Atavist would be a really fun class to try that with. I reviewed it again... For all those perks, but also, it's a half-caster, and I love half-casters, and I just wanted something different. I find the use of hit-die and, you know, the cost of your health to be powerful. It's a very engaging style of play, where instead of, like, paladin, you know, we oftentimes get into the spells equal smite, and I wade in sword and board, and justice and whatnot, whereas this character was very much I went in two handed and just took the blows and hurt you know. It was a it was gambling with your character's health points to see if you died or not. And my favorite thing about this class again was being able to just walk into a situation and not worry about getting hurt too bad. There was one instance where I took like forty points of damage in one hit. And that was really the only point where I started to worry for my character, was that one big burst of damage. But we had several instances where our wizard, you know, just dropped a fireball on me and I took one point of damage from it. So it was insane how much damage mitigation there is with this class. Uh, my least favorite thing about this class... I don't know, I would have to probably say it had to be along with the spellcasting. Um, with all my characters, I really didn't cast that many spells at all. There weren't that many spells I used. There isn't a large spell list for uh, the Atavists. The spells that are there are pretty neat, and they're all very thematic, which is nice. Uh, I like classes that have very thematic spells for them. It helps with the roleplay aspect of the class. Probably the one I used the most was Blood Seal, and that was to give 10 pit points to allies at the cost of my own health. There are a few spells I could see as being very broken, such as probably the big one was uh, Draining Thread. I never used it. I, was a, I thought about it a couple times, but those spells where you just pour hit points into, especially that one, you pour your hit points into it, and if you kill them, you get the health points back where if you get over 100 HP, you just dump all but 10 hit points into it, you kill it, and you get it back for a 4th level spell. It's just super powerful. Overall, I think it's a very fun class. The Iron Viscera, which is what prevented all that damage, I think is a little too powerful. Mm. That reduced damage by your level, I think, is a little too much. If they did it even half your level, I think that would be a, a lot better. I'm, I'm just not sure. Again, it was one of those, I never really, I did more damage to myself than enemies did to me. So, uh, again, I think even just doing it half your out of this level, rounded up or down, I think would be plenty of damage mitigation uh, instead of just full damage. Damage.
3: I am Michael Holmes and I played the Arcanatron Avenger Magnus Orion. Going through this campaign with Magnus was everything I hoped it would be and more. I really missed, I think I missed out on a couple of great RP moments that I could have used with him, but as per his former character's life, he really didn't have the opportunity to show his true colors, partially because this this group was so survivable. Starting off with the Arcanatron, I feel like it's actually really balanced. It, nothing about it feels too overpowered. If I were to compare it to anything, like I said before, it's very much like the Warforged, but with more versatile options. You know, There's nothing that's going to break the game with just this race. It's very much, I want to play this type of character. This race will help a little bit. There are other more optimal race choices for just about anything you would want to do. But especially for newer characters, the ability to... Auto-stabilize upon hitting zero hit points, so that you don't have to have someone come make, a, make you know, a, a, a heal check on you to try to stabilize you with zero hit points. You have a class trait that lets you just automatically do that, and then someone can come give you a healer repair to bring you back to fighting shape. The living construct that directly mirrors the warforged was great for newer players. If you want, if you have someone in your group who's fairly new that <clears throat> wants to play something really you know, almost plug and play. Hand them the Ar- Arcanatron sheet. A, you get that, that sci-fi future feel in a fantasy setting. And B, it's not too much too quickly. And it's very easy for them to really get a grasp of what they're trying to accomplish with what could easily be a more advanced race that's still very digestible. The Avenger is very flavorful, much like it was back in 4th edition. Single target damage is once again where the Avenger shines. Your Oath of Enmity to give you advantage on attack rolls, you get a class ability that says when you roll with advantage on an attack roll, if both of your D20s are the same number, higher than a 1, it's an automatic crit. I can come in, roll two threes. Neither one of them by themselves would normally be a hit, but because of that class feature, I'm critting on you know, a pair of threes. I think it adds a fair amount to that potential. This class very much wants to crit. You have abilities that say, all right, I crit, I get to make another attack, plus I get an extra attack, plus I get an extra attack from this. Not to mention, you know, we had a Shaman that was dropping totems that let me attack more. There is very, in the right party, an Avenger can do some serious damage. But I think that's part of the balance is Outside of the right party setting, he's going to be good, but not too great. He's going to be... He's... They rely very much on themselves otherwise. Plus, being a religious class without healing abilities is another interesting flavor that the Avenger brings. You know, so many times, you, you got your, your your paladins and your clerics that are all, you know, heals and buffs and, and be a tank. The Avenger is... No, I don't care about making sure that my party lives. I make sure my party lives by killing something before it can touch them. All the while relying simply on their faith to protect them. You know, I don't need big tanky armor. I am the opposite of your religious class. Play me if you want to be the fist of your god.
5: Uh, my name's TJ. I play Jack Stilton, a mouse folk cheese romancer, um... I really wanted to play this uh, I love the the flavor of the mouse folk uh, I grew up with books like Redwall, wall um, came into games like mouse guard that sort of thing it, it, wonderful and the the fact that playing a cheese whiz and all of the tongue-in-cheek humor associated with it the potential for puns it just it, it match made in heaven the best part about the class um, the the Cheese romancer, as far as I'm concerned, is the heal, and I wasn't really expecting that. The ability once per long rest to just regain an incredible amount of your hit points lets you get away with some stuff that a wizard probably shouldn't be able to, uh, as far as taking hit, just tanking a hit, uh, or dropping a fireball on your feet, uh, that sort of thing. The rest of the class, pretty basic. I mean, it, it is just a wizard subclass. So anything that applies to a normal wizard b- applies to the cheese Mancer outside of just that one big boost heal. As far as the mouse felt goes, it's it's spot on, perfectly in line. I think with, with the core races, my particular my sub race, the the soft paw, a, a really neat ability that didn't show up in the game has the ability to squeeze through a tiny opening as if they themselves were tiny. And I think in situational games, especially something based a little bit more with uh, subterfuge or stealth elements, that can have a real neat extra avenue that normal player characters don't really get the opportunity to fit in nice little spots like that. But otherwise, yeah, the, uh, the mouse folk was was spot on. I really would like to play it again.
0: And this is will where we will end in the most ridiculous fashion the emerald spire super dungeon thwarted by chickens and cheese (laughs) internet please (laughs) please don't hate us internet listen to the podcast we need your help as you can see (laughs) thank you for joining us for this month's ver this month of uh The Homebrew Review Podcast, where you come to hear all the quote-unquote best (laughs) homebrew content from our wonderful community. I do not blame the creators, I blame the players. Thank you all very, very much for your attention and for listening to this. Please join us again next week as we start an entirely new adventure. Thank Thank you and good night.
3: Thank you. (laughs) Brilliant.
0: Also, if you would like to join us for a game and become a member of the show, visit our Patreon page. This is where we choose who will be playing in the episodes through voting, and if you become a member, you can also submit ideas and possibly be picked to join. Thank you for joining us once again for this episode of Homebrew Review. If you would like to find out more, you can find us on Facebook at GuildAdventure. You can visit our website at www.theadventuringguild.com or you can find us on Patreon. For any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at dmbob at theadventuringguild.com or hit us up on one of our many social media websites. And once again, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review.